0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit seventhwavenetwork.com. teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
2: Well, greetings everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher.
3: And I'm Terry Kennedy. Hi, Terry. Hi, Tom. (laughs) Our focus today, folks, is on forgiveness. Ah,
2: That's right. Today we focus on one of the spiritual paths most needed and sometimes most challenging acts, forgiveness you know it's certainly something we all want and it's also something we all need to learn how to give well
3: exactly it's <laughs> it's easy to talk about forgiveness until it's actually time to give it
2: yeah sure you know it's all abstract until it impacts us personally then it gets real really fast that's right <laughs> okay uh, i think we've sufficiently hammered that point home oh well you're right you <laughs> know so what is forgiveness really all about and i would say at its core forgiveness is about three things letting go of the past learning to give and receive more love, and choosing to recognize the Christ in ourselves and in each other.
3: Well, sure. It (laughs) probably uh, seems obvious that most of the critical issues in our lives revolve around one of these three keys, choosing to look past the human and treat ourselves and our fellow man as the Christ. Be the Christ, see the Christ. That's right. (laughs) And uh, letting go of the past. Sure. If we can't let go of old wounds, we can't heal them. And in the healing... We recognize our innate need to give love and to receive love.
2: That's because, and I know we all probably know this already, when we lament the lack of appreciation or respect or even self-esteem in our life, what we are really crying out for is love. And and we can see this
3: in this yearning, how intimately intertwined love and forgiveness really are.
2: And how many times have we been there?
3: Well, this, this lack of love comes from within or without. We often go to that place of feeling hurt, unfairly treated, disrespected, and wrong.
2: You know, and it's easy to get used to this place of feeling wronged, misunderstood, and even persecuted. So much so, in fact, that we come to expect and anticipate it.
3: Then, if we're not careful, it can become a habit. And the deeper this habit is embedded, the harder it is to
2: dislodge. But dislodge it we must, because unless we ultimately forgive ourselves and others for all real or perceived wrongs, we'll be forever enslaved and bound to other people, difficult situations, painful memories.
3: And, in the end, deny ourselves love.
2: Right. And if you'll excuse my um, Captain Obvious moment here, (laughs) forgiveness has the power to transform our lives and heal the deepest wounds of mind and heart.
3: Well, it may be obvious, but it certainly bears repeating. If you will allow forgiveness to become a part of your every day, you will enjoy a profound freedom from mm-hmm. stress, anxiety, and painful memories. You
2: know, and clearly there's something quite circular about forgiveness. As we forgive ourselves, we are able to forgive others. And as we forgive others, we will be forgiven. Forgiveness is forgetting the wrong. And by
3: making it irrelevant, it ceases to have power over us.
2: Yeah, exactly, Terry. The truth is, when we encounter others in when we encounter others in what seem to be extreme or challenging or confusing circumstances, we may never know what hardships they're facing or the pain that burdens them.
3: So by forgiving them, we withhold any judgment, thereby lifting the burden of condemnation.
2: Yeah, and that single act of forgiveness can give them the grace to change and transform their life. And ours, too. Oh, well, yeah.
3: By this act, we can achieve absolute freedom from the past. It really in, it's really enlightened <laughs> self-interest, at think, time, isn't
2: it? It sure is. You know, have you noticed, Terry, that as we're talking today, it feels as if we're trading aphorisms, you know, kernels of wisdom back and forth?
3: <laughs> well, like we're grabbing Ascended Master quotes on the subject of forgiveness? Yes,
2: and weaving them uh, subtly into our conversation. <laughs> well,
3: I'm not sure I'd go that far, <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm reasonably certain our listeners understand that the points we're trying to make about forgiveness are at the core of the teachings of the Ascended Masters on the subject.
2: Yeah, so in the spirit of this transparency, why don't we share a few more of these wonderful quotes from the Ascended Masters? And from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Well, that's right. You know, Let's select a few more of the wonderful quotes that we've compiled in our brand new upcoming Gardens of the Heart gift book series. This one is aptly titled,
3: Forgiveness, oh. and you can order it right now on Amazon.
2: Yeah, simply type in, Forgiveness, Gardens of the Heart, by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And let me repeat that. Forgiveness Gardens of the Heart by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. You'll be taking right to the order page.
3: We should mention that this book is part of a series from Summit University Press. Yeah,
2: called Gardens of the
3: Heart. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll be releasing the first four volumes of this series over the next few months on compassion, joy, and gratitude, as well as forgiveness. You know, and they'll be in
2: English and Spanish.
3: So. Be looking for our new Gardens of the Heart series from Summit University Press. They, they make great gifts.
2: You know, and, and speaking of gifts, let's take the next few moments and share some more of these rich and beautiful quotes on forgiveness that have been given to us by Elizabeth Clare Prophet and the Ascended Masters. Now, for those listening live, this is Easter week. So
3: <laughs> if you want, you can consider this an Easter bouquet from our hearts to yours.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, here's one, quote, If you think someone deserves something for what they've done to you, don't worry about it. The Creator will take care of it. You send them love, because while you have resentment, you are bound to that person. And here's the key point. Whoever you have failed to forgive, you will meet again and again.
3: Yes, and (laughs) and we'll have to keep coming back until we get it right.
2: Yeah, so do yourself a favor. Get it right this time. (laughs) Don't postpone your freedom.
3: And, of course, we're reminded of one of the more common themes on this program, Mm -hmm. which is karma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's wise to keep in mind that there will always be elements of karma tied to your ability or inability to forgive. Now, here's a great quote that brings to mind the excellent karma of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the mark of love, ultimate love. And it is the forgetting with the forgiving that is the mark of forgiveness.
2: Uh, And it really
3: is very healing.
2: Forgiving and forgetting makes the heart lighter, the mind clearer, the body healthier, and the soul happier. And it is such good karma. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And let's stay on this subject for a moment longer. Here's another one. When, when we refuse to forgive a friend or a supposed enemy who has wronged us, even if he wrongs us again and again, we tie ourselves not only to that person, but to his anger. Therefore, we are not truly free until we resolve the anger. It just won't go away by itself. Unfortunately not. Though by using decrees in the violet flame, we can greatly accelerate the resolution we desire. May you be blessed with the fragrance of the violets of forgiveness. And that's a nice one. Here's another. Mm-hmm. Remember to forgive to be kind, and to speak the word of comfort. Uh, These are so good, aren't they? (laughs) Oh, yes. I believe that these are the words our hearts, souls, and minds long to hear.
3: I think it probably goes without saying that forgiveness is really quite powerful.
2: You know, well, as we've said, it has the power to set us free. Here's another quote from the Masters that speaks of this very issue. The way to freedom is absolute forgiveness to the universe and to every part of life.
3: It's pretty clear that there can be no halfway when it comes to forgiveness. It's got to be full and sincere, nothing held back.
2: Yeah. Forgive gratefully and generously. That's another of the master's quotes. That's a good one. Obviously, we could go on all day like this, but, but we won't. Well... How about establishing a ritual of forgiveness in our lives? Something we can do as often as we need to, to give the gift of forgiveness to all of life, including ourselves.
3: Well, Tom, it just (laughs) so happens that I've got a short excerpt on establishing a ritual of forgiveness from our wonderful little pocketbook, Alchemy of the Heart, by Elizabeth Clare Prophet.
2: That's amazing how that happens, huh? (laughs) Well, let's hear that now. Okay.
3: A Ritual of Forgiveness Here's a quote from George Herbert. He who cannot forgive others destroys the bridge over which he himself must pass. When we don't process issues as they arrive at our doorstep, the energy of non-resolution can build up, like layers of sedimentary rock blocking the doors of the heart. It can keep us tossing and turning in bed all night long. And when our buttons get pushed, our unresolved feelings can suddenly awaken, causing us to react in ways that often surprise us. A good way to keep the channels of the heart open is to create your own surrender ritual at the end of each day before you go to sleep. As part of that ritual, you can ask God to show you the practical steps to take the next day to move toward resolution. A universal prayer that has become a successful part of many people's surrender ritual is the affirmation for forgiveness. Create your own surrender ritual. Just before you fall asleep, let the day's events pass before your inner eye like a movie. Then speak to God about your day. If you are burdened by unresolved circumstances, ask God to forgive you, to help you forgive others, and to re-establish a figure-eight flow of love between you and those you name. Send love over this figure-eight, from your heart to the hearts of all whom you have ever wronged, and all who have ever wronged you. Ask God or your favorite saint, master, or angel, TO TUTOR YOUR SOUL WHILE YOU SLEEP AND SHOW YOU SPECIFICALLY HOW TO RESOLVE THE SITUATION THE NEXT DAY. ASK FOR THE OPPORTUNITY AT THE RIGHT PLACE and THE RIGHT TIME TO SET THINGS RIGHT. EXPERIMENT WITH THE AFFIRMATION FOR FORGIVENESS. BEFORE YOU GIVE THIS AFFIRMATION, ASK FOR FORGIVENESS FOR YOURSELF AND FOR THOSE YOU WILL NAME. IN YOUR MIND'S EYE, SEE A SACRED FIRE BLAZING WITHIN YOUR HEART. See this fire of love as an intense pink flame mixed with violet. See these flames of forgiveness becoming more and more intense as they transmute at energetic levels the calcified energy of non-forgiveness and the memories of hurt and pain. Your heart can be an instrument of divine love as you give this affirmation. As you say the words, send the violet-pink flames from your heart to the hearts of those you have named. See these flames soften and then melt down all hardness of heart. As you become more adept at this visualization, you can send flaming spheres of light to more and more people, even visualizing the flames of forgiveness over entire cities, countries, or war-torn areas as a healing unguent of forgiveness. Repeat this affirmation as many times as you like. The more you repeat it, the greater the momentum and power you will build. Before we give the affirmation of forgiveness, remember that each time you say, I am, from I am that I am, you are really saying, God in me is. The I am is the power of Spirit working personally through you. Affirmation for forgiveness. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free with wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour to all life in every place. I flood forth forgiving grace.
2: Thank you, Terry. You're welcome. Now, when we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the need for forgiveness and how to protect ourselves from the anger and projections of others. Don't go away.
1: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel On the spiritual quest our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature Fulfill your divine purpose and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: And we are back. Now, what do we do when we have a problem forgiving someone? How do we learn to use God's energy properly in making things right with others and within ourselves? And what's a good example of a simple forgiveness decree? In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet addresses these questions and more. Our interviewer is Doug
4: Kenyon. We've been talking about the uses of energy And you've been instructing us on a number of techniques. It's such a fascinating subject. Let's just go a little further into it.
5: Well, my first advice to someone who would begin to use God's energy in a scientific way is that you need to establish a force field, a force field of protection around your aura and around your chakras, because you are now qualifying the energy of life within you in a different manner than the way in which it is being qualified by most of the people on earth today in addition our bodies and our minds are constantly subject to all types of energies energies from earth radio waves television waves and rays from the sun in addition we are all influenced by the mass consciousness by thoughts and feelings of people near and far and We have to realize that through the media, through everything that we have eye contact with, from the daily newspapers to the billboards, there is an impression made upon consciousness, and this too is the qualification of energy. If we then are going to take dominion within the microcosm of the self, we need to establish a force field that is going to protect the new consciousness, the cosmic consciousness that we are in pursuit of and that we desire to experience every day. And so there is an energy of white light that we can draw forth from the I am that I am within us, from this great I am presence. This white light of energy is called the tube of light. And it's very easy to visualize this tube of light because you can just see yourself standing in a giant milk bottle, the glass kind of milk bottle, filled with milk, and it is that sense of the white light. And the top of the milk bottle, narrowing, is going toward the source of this energy, which is the I Am Presence, and the energy comes into that giant milk bottle over the crystal cord. It's like seeing a straw coming out of the milk bottle going straight up to an energy field that is a very high concentration of light that we call the I Am Presence. So the invocation of the tube of light is a way of setting your force field for meditation, for the science of the spoken word, or for just one's daily activities. In those heart, head, and hand decrees by Elmuria, he includes, as the next decree, the tube of light. I would like to give it now so that people can get used to hearing what it sounds like to actually vocalize one's mantras and one's meditations. Beloved, I am presence bright. Round me seal your tube of light. From ascended master flame, Call forth now in God's own name. Let it keep my temple free from all discord sent to me. I am calling forth violet fire to blaze and transmute all desire, keeping on in freedom's name till I am one with a violet flame. Now as I'm giving this invocation or this mantra to God, the I Am Presence, I am visualizing myself standing inside this giant tube of light, this giant milk bottle, and around me within it is the energy of the violet flame saturating my form, going through my body, blazing through the skin, through the arteries, the veins, through the arms, the legs, the extremities, and I am feeling, in addition to seeing, a saturation of my being with the energy of the Holy Spirit. Giving this mantra... I am concentrating on this vision of the self, and that which I see, the energy which I invoke, will become. The energy of God will actually coalesce around your visualization. In addition, it will manifest according to the direction of your inner self, your real self, who is always the director of the mantra and the meditation. So I'll give it once again. Beloved, I am presence bright. Round me seal your tube of light. From ascended master flame, call forth now in God's own name. Let it keep my temple free from all discord sent to me. I am calling forth violet fire to blaze and transmute all desire. Keeping on in freedom's name till I am one with a violet flame. You'll notice in the giving of this mantra that there is a certain commanding presence, a certain authority, which we use in dealing with God's energy. This is what makes the mantra different from a prayer of supplication, which is the talk with God, the conversation, the communion with God, the request. This mantra is rather a decree of the alchemist, the one that we call the artisan in the temple, the one who is working out the alchemy or the problem of being, the equation of being within the self. He sees that the energy of God within himself is his to command, and therefore he commands this energy to coalesce in a force field that has been predetermined, that has been ordained by God as a force field of protection, and which he is then visualizing and bringing into manifestation by his attunement with the inner self by his oneness with the I Am Presence.
4: In other words, you're saying that people have the right to order God?
5: People have the right to use God's energy in God's name. When God created male and female, it is recorded in the book of Genesis, he said, take dominion over the earth. God gave to us the command, and our answer is to command the energies of earth to come into alignment. Now the command of energy is building an airplane, a ship, or advancing technology, or splitting the atom, or planting a garden. We are taking dominion over the earth each time we take on a project that is for the general welfare, for the common weal, for the blessing of the race. This is commanding God, but it sounds like blasphemy because we have not thought in terms of God being energy, but all of life is God, and this is not pantheism. This is the awareness of the omnipresence of love.
4: So we're taking a shortcut. Instead of spending a great deal of time building our project and so forth, we're going directly to the source.
5: We go to the source. We predetermine what it is we desire to accomplish. We call forth the energy and we seal it in a pattern or a matrix that has been already designed by God and that by our free will we are confirming or ratifying.
4: The material you discussed sounds very much like all the ingredients for the ritual. Would you talk about the element of ritual in using the science of the spoken words?
5: Well, that little word ritual has an interesting meaning to me. I take it apart and I think of write you all. Ritual, then, whether it is in the laboratory of the scientist or at the keyboard of the concert pianist, ritual is a way of ordering energy for its greatest use by man. Write you all means the writing of the energies. We have all misqualified God's energy. Yesterday we were angry, the day before we were jealous, the day before we had fear, and perhaps torment or great grief. That also is the use of God's energy. The goal of life is to qualify all energy with the law of perfection and the law of love. This is not impossible, but very possible to us because we are the handiwork of God and because we are joint heirs of that consciousness which Jesus knew as the Christ and which Gautama knew as the Buddha. And so... This use of energy, then, in ritual, becomes a daily activity whereby we say, Okay, God has given me so much energy, I'm going to make the maximum use of that energy. Yesterday, God gave me some energy, which I didn't use very well. He has given me now his gift of the Holy Spirit and of sacred fire. So I'm going to call upon his law of forgiveness, his law of transmutation, and I'm going to ask God to take his sacred fire and pass it through the energies of yesterday and of hatred and turn them into love, change the water into wine, change the water of my human imperfection into the wine of God's divine perfection. And so in these heart, head, and hand decrees, Beloved Elmori has given to us a mantra for forgiveness. This forgiveness puts us in tune with our inner real self, the Christ, who has the authority within our being to forgive sin. Jesus was the personification of that Christ, and therefore when he went to heal, he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. In making that statement, He caused the alignment of atoms and molecules, and therefore wholeness took place. The Christ within us is declaring now, Thy sins be forgiven thee. In order to accept that forgiveness, we give the following mantra. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free with wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour. To all life in every place, I flood forth forgiving grace. Thus, as we forgive life, life forgives us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So this mantra for forgiveness demands that we release forgiveness to everyone. Wherever we have the sense of injustice or we have been wronged, we visualize this violet flame of forgiveness going forth from our heart, going forth in this mantra of the spoken word, contacting every individual with whom we have ever had a misunderstanding. And we feel this tremendous peace and love and this resolution of discord and problems that have occurred. As we send out forgiveness, life sends forgiveness back to us. The Bible says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, and after many days it shall return to thee. Our bread is our energy. We cast it forth upon the waters of the human consciousness, and as it is the pure energy of God, it comes back to us. This is the law of the circle, the law of karma, the law of cause and effect in work in our life. It is as a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When we sow energy as good vibration, we reap energy as good vibration, and we start this upward spiral, and the culmination of that spiral is soul liberation, whereby the soul reunites day by day with the Spirit of the living God. As Paul said, I die daily, so we say, I ascend daily. The dying is the putting off of the old man. The ascending is the putting on of the new man. Through the science of the spoken word, we are actually ascending every day.
4: Thank Ah. you very much for some very useful instruction. Yes, good to be reminded of that.
2: Now, up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett for more on forgiveness and related topics. Please stay with us.
1: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's web radio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: And we are back, and joining us once again is our good friend and regular contributor, Sidney Bennett. Hi, Sid. Hi, Sid. You know, uh, forgiveness is one of those topics that, on the one hand, is quite basic and simple. Forgiveness is a good thing. And I don't think most people have difficulty understanding what it is or how it works. But, on the other hand, really doing it practicing it, making it part of our daily lives. Now, that's another thing altogether. Why is something so easy to understand so difficult to do?
0: Kind of like a lot of life, isn't it, Tom? Not <laughs> <Yeah, well, yeah. laughs> just forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we have to, first of all, understand <laughs> the process of forgiveness, and then in correlating it or drawing it to our own worlds, it is, as you suggest, it becomes something very different because of the pain that we feel, the loss, the grief, the hurt. Whatever it is that is, that is burdened on our soul can be very, very deep and very powerful. And they just, not just one forgiveness and you're done. I mean, what did Jesus say? Forgive 70 times, 70 times. Yeah. Forgiveness takes work. It's not just a one time thing. And that work may manifest as literally, I forgive you and saying it over and over again with the best you can, asking God to help you forgive using our violet flame decrees, which can actually change the energy of that. And sometimes we need to get counseling and work out these traumas <laughs> and these griefs. These are, mm-hmm. these are things that are very, very hard on the soul, and we have to be, allow ourselves the freedom to work on forgiveness and not just think with one word it's going to be there.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things you kind of point out there is that it's, it's not always as simple as it sounds because when we feel it in ourselves, we have blind spots. There are places where we, we just don't go.
0: Right. The pain is so great. I mean, especially the inner child pain, things mm-hmm. that happen in childhood. and This isn't even talking about past lives. You so can see yeah. we must approach this with God, with the energies of God, with the teachings of God and of Jesus and the ascended masters and the tools they have given us and the tools that the world uses for healing too. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and you know, it occurs to me that that learning to forgive is like getting out of a rut. You know, you can see a wheel in a mud rut and how hard it is to finally get out of that and get, the curb. get in the
0: habit of... <laughs> Of forgiving. Well, and you realize when you when you don't forgive, you are not only tying yourself to that individual or situation, but you are building your life around it. Mm -hmm. In other words, we don't always want to be victims, and that's not being insensitive to the pain of people. But at a certain time, we want to resolve the issues, the pains of the past, put them aside, and live the life of victory and joy that God wants us to do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not always have to be the Via Dolorosa. (laughs) Forgiveness (laughs) is a key to getting off that path and living that the freedom and joy that God wants us to. It'll be a yeah. lot
2: lighter in doing so. Yeah, uh,
0: And it
3: seems to me that one of the key components of forgiveness uh, uh, that many people tend to overlook is the aspect of freedom, which uh, you just mentioned there. So forgiveness is really quite liberating, I think, then, isn't it? Well, well it is.
0: And, um, you know, I think an understanding of reincarnation really works with this. I think I want to make two points here. Mm-hmm. One is because we've lived so many times, so many embodiments, going back thousands and thousands of years, Basically, we've probably done every single sin that's possible to do upon this planet, <laughs> yeah. and probably many times over in mm-hmm. some cases. So it's not like we haven't done it before. And this is why we need forgiveness, forgiveness of others and forgiveness of God. And maybe we can find some compassion within ourselves to forgive others that have wronged us, knowing that perhaps they were um, in a bad place or a circumstance or a situation or overcome with things. Um, and, and, you know, it's a balance of understanding that we have done so they have done to us. So we, we kind of approach it. Um, with with that point of view. Mm-hmm. And, the, mm-hmm. and the second thing is that we have to give these things to God. I mean, if you, again, go back to how many embodiments we had, I mean, we could be walking around, and we do walk around, with a tremendous weight on us of non-forgiveness and non-resolution. And so our freedom is dependent on this resolution within our being, and forgiveness is the absolute first step. So it is very liberating. You know, I, I think of a case where, you know, a, a very simple example of karma reincarnation is if you kill someone in an embodiment, then you have to be a parent to that person in another one. Right. So, you, you might, you know, people might think twice if they don't want this person to come back with <laughs> their child, you know, yeah. but it, yeah. it's, it's just the, you know, it's cause and effect. And yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, it can be very freeing. And the great, the wonderful news of God is that we don't have to be burdened forever and ever and ever with these things. There is a way out and forgiveness is the key. To that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that reminds me of, and we've spoken of it before. In fact, earlier in this program, is that forgiveness is not a halfway issue. I mean, in order to feel the real freedom and forgiveness, you've got to fully, fully forgive, not just reserve part of it. But it's all, it's all, all or nothing, basically.
0: Yeah. And 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 again, realize this doesn't happen instantly. It takes work, and yeah. it, you know, especially for some of these traumas that even in this lifetime we've been through, we really have to give up the hurts and the pains and so forth. And I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, someone told me this once, and I don't know the validity of it, but I think it illustrates a point. And uh, this gentleman was married to this woman, and they had a you know, decent marriage, but in the end, they the fighting and so forth got to him, and they ultimately just d- divorced. And he said that someone told him once that he and his wife had been married It was like literally hundreds of times, and they had never resolved their differences. And so they keep coming back and back and back. So they're facing the same thing. And I mean, they must get a little old after (laughs) a while. So, so, you know, finish up your business while you have the opportunity, and forgiveness is the way to do it.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe we need to make a distinction here about about what we mean by forgetting. (laughs) Uh, We're not talking about the fact of our remembering something. Aren't we really talking about? like how we remember it and what the emotional charge was. Well, it's the can- power
0: it has over sure, us, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, this is a process we have to go through. And if something happened to you, you're not going to mentally forget it forever. But it can the power and the sting can be gone from it. Sure. So every yeah. time you see a reminder of it, it doesn't bring a flood of, of pain and hurt to you. And, you know, you could there are things you can practice. We, of course, use the violet flame to change energy and give things to God. Give that pain to God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Mrs. Prophet suggests in, in, in the reading I think you did, Terry, you know, if someone has wronged you, God will deal with that person. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. their own karma will come upon them and teach them. And pray for their souls, because we've all made those mistakes ourselves in previous lives, and maybe in this life, too. So as we forgive ourselves and forgive others, God will work with them. We don't have to be the instrument of God's justice. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And that doesn't mean we don't have laws and people that violate them are put in prison and so forth. But in terms of our own emotional and spiritual freedom, Let's let God do that. We don't have to be the vengeance. Yeah, no. Because you make more karma when you do that.
2: Yeah, I I was just going to say, you go, you go the wrong way. (laughs) But, um, within the context of reincarnation and age old karma, which we were, you were talking about a moment ago, we almost certainly have issues that have gone unforgiven for who knows how long. What can we do to address these issues? And I want to maybe add as an, as an aside that when we have issues that are still unresolved, we can remember those and the emotional charge returns almost in its full entirety. Sure.
0: You know? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that happens when we reembody is that we, we you know, we kind of lose the memory of our past lifetimes. And this is actually a mercy because otherwise we might be so overwhelmed that we wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. But obviously, you know, whatever circumstance, situation we're in today is a result of our karma in the past. And as I said, we've done many things in the past that we wouldn't do again, perhaps today. Um, when you start giving the violet flame... What you do is you start transmuting the karma from this embodiment. You start from the point in time you were the first violet flame will go back from your karma yesterday, the day before, and so forth. And as you build up a momentum of this, you can transmute most of the karma of this lifetime. And then what happens is you go to previous lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is the, the absolute miracle of the violet flame. There are things that we don't even know about that we have done in the past that have been wrong and have been a burden upon our souls and other people for so long. And that literally can be changed. And, you know, some lessons we need to learn physically, and but others may, in fact, be transmuted by the vine of flame, and that's the miracle of it. Yeah. You know, I
2: you remind me of something, and I, we've all had this experience. Doing decrees, suddenly you feel this release, almost as if there's a burden that's been lifted from you. You don't know what it is, but you sense it. You feel it. You go, oh, I feel lighter. I feel better. It changes
0: your aura because this energy doesn't go away. It's got to be resolved one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the mercy of the violet flame. And I think, you know, Mrs. Prophet stor- told a story once where in a previous lifetime, uh, she got angry and had burned down some people's houses. <laughs>
2: you know, yeah. Yeah,
0: not a good thing to do. No. And um, in this, she didn't, of course, remember that, but she burned her finger once in, in, her, this, in her life, and she asked the master why that was from. And he said it was the residual karma from burning down these houses. Now, obviously, it was mitigated to a tremendous extent because of the use of the violet flame. Yeah. Oh, and she yeah. didn't need to learn the lesson that you don't burn down people's houses anymore. It's <laughs> a good yeah. one, yeah. But there was still a karma and it manifests as a burnt finger. Well, isn't that better yeah. than having it come full throttle back on you? I mean, this, people ask, why do good people die young? Very often it's the karma. It can be an ancient karma. Yeah. Why did that person, why was that child struck down? Yeah. It's ancient karma we're dealing with. And we have a way of dealing with it in this life, even though we may not know what it is. And that's, of course, the violet thing. <laughs> yes.
3: You know, it was said in an earlier program that until we're able to truly forgive, the person and or situation requiring forgiveness will... They'll return again and again uh, until we finally resolve our issues, (laughs) kind of like that marriage that you talked about. (laughs) Uh, So we should get on with this business
0: of forgiveness without delay, shouldn't we? Well, this goes to the whole concept of karma dodging. Mm -hmm. There are people, including the fallen angels, that spend all their time, calming, dodging their karma, and some people do it without realizing it. They leave difficult situations, and obviously there are some circumstances where you do need to physically leave. Mm-hmm. But there are others where you know you're just people are walking away from unresolved, and that will come back to you. And until you, we take a stand and say, this embodiment, I'm going to do my very best to resolve these issues. And of course, you can't control what other people can do, but you certainly can what you do so that you aren't keeping coming back and being Mm -hmm. tied to this thing. It's like the, uh, who is it, the McCoys and the, I forget, Hatfields. Hatfields and McCoys, you know. They they go (laughs) back and forth. They create karma, and they recreate it and recreate it and recreate it. So it never ends. Oh, yeah. Um, A little bit like the Middle East right now. Exactly. Other places,
2: too. Well, you know, obviously we speak a lot about karma and the karmic nature of our relationships. And it's something that, again, just to stress this point, we don't end up in certain families or have certain friends or even seeming enemies by accident these could all very well be priceless opportunities to resolve and absolve a lot of old debts to life where forgiveness is central.
0: It is. And, you know, I'd like to use one example here that I think we can all identify with, and that's it. As we've shared in the past, when we're created, we're made twin flames. Mm -hmm. In other words, there is another soul, the other half of you that we are meant to be with for eternity. Well, what happens is twin flames, when they get into physical embodiment, very often they make karma with each other (laughs) because they may be different levels of evolution and so forth. And so by forgiving, you may need to forgive your twin flame so that you two can be together again. And when you think about that, it really is enlightened self-interest. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it wouldn't be all
2: all light and roses to meet your twin flame then,
0: would it? Not if you have these issues between you.
2: (laughs) Gosh, I would say.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, Sid, hopefully we're not repeating this point too much. But the more we look at our lives, our families, our relationships, our livelihoods, the more we see how
0: central forgiveness is to the quality of all of them. Keyword quality. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And again, we walk around not only with the burdens of this life, but at its subconscious level, the burdens from all our other lives. Mm -hmm. And God doesn't want us to be burdened, you know. I mean, God loves us. He wants us to be happy. He wants to give us the tools. Now, he gave us free will, and that's how we got ourselves in this mess. But our (laughs) free will can also be how we get out of this mess. As Mrs. Prophet talked about, commanding and using the energy Mm -hmm. of God. Not only in what we do, but through the science of the spoken word, through the invocation of the violet flame, we can literally change history. And change our past. And this is how we gain our freedom. It's one important step. And again, you don't want to be always carrying around a burden if you don't have to. No. Let God take it from you. Let it be transmuted. and Let God worry about whatever retribution or whatever judgment needs to come forth.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the things that I got out of that interview was that we're not powerless. And I think sometimes we feel that way with the overwhelming weight of well, what we would call sin or things that we don't feel resolved in our own psyches or our hearts, that ultimately that's a, it's a power we have to act as if we were utilizing the energy of God, which in fact is true.
0: Well, we are, and it's not blasphemy to do what God yeah. has, has told us to do, which is take dominion over the earth. And certainly we've made a mess of things, to a large extent, on this planet. But that doesn't <laughs> mean we can't turn around and start, start using God's energy properly. And in God's name, we invoke this energy and humility and love And boy, you know, it can change the world, the planet, ourselves, our auras, our family, everything can be changed. You know,
2: it reminds me, too, that just because we might feel right with the world doesn't necessarily mean that we are. Could you perhaps give us a short mantra or decree that addresses forgiveness, both for things we are aware of and perhaps for things we're not?
0: Well, I I think, you know, it it was mentioned both, I think, in Terry's reading and also in Mrs. Prophet. We have the forgiveness mantra from the heart, head, and hand. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, we can say, God forgive me and I forgive others. But remember, decrees are scientific matrices that can draw down light and focus them. And by the repetition of them, we can get that expansion of freedom and forgiveness. And I think we're... Maybe out of time this segment, but before we end today, let's give that one sure. more time so yeah. people can remember
2: Well, after the break, we'll come back to that. Okay. okay, thanks for that reminder. And at that point, it is time to take a break. But please don't go away, because when we return, we'll continue our discussion of forgiveness with Sydney Bennett. The
1: Seventh Wave Channel On the Voice America Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org.
2: Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Seventh Wave Network.
1: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: We are back for more discussion with Cindy Bennett on the subject of forgiveness. Now, just before the break, we were talking about forgiveness decrees and mantras. Is there anything else you want to add to to that before we move on? Yeah,
0: you know... What I love about the teaching center masters is how practical they are. Mm. They meet us where we're at. Now, I would guess that there's not a person listening to this broadcast <laughs> or giving it for that matter <laughs> yeah. that doesn't have some unresolved issues with another person, you know? And you know, you try to work it out at a human level and, you know, sometimes it works, a lot of times it doesn't, again because of the hurts. So, an experiment you could try is you can take this forgiveness mantra, this decree, and if you want to find it you can go to our website tsl.org and uh, the search engine put in decrees or heart, head, and hand or forgiveness and, and get this up. And have a ritual where you visualize this person, whoever mm-hmm. it is that you've got this conflict or this unresolved issue and don't blame them and don't blame yourself. Just invoke the violet flame into it and do it, for, say, for 14 days. Do it for 15 minutes a day for 14 days. And try it and see what happens when you change the energy of that relationship. Suddenly people can be who they really are and not their burdens, their hurts, and their human consciousness. Mm-hmm. But, in, you know, as again, I am forgiveness acting here. I am forgiveness, you know, whatever it is, you know, or whatever it is that's a burden upon this relationship, ancient or current karma, it can be dissolved by this.
2: So well, try this. Yeah, and I think that, as Terry said in his the reading he did earlier, that I am... You can insert the words God in me is. Right. So God
0: in me is forgiveness. Right, forgiveness mm-hmm. of myself, forgiveness yeah. of the other people. Right. But, but, you know, try this. You know, experiment with mm-hmm. it and see that if is it is doesn't change idea. something in your worlds. I'm sure yeah. it will. <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, what do we say to someone who says uh, that they simply
0: can't forgive someone else? I, I've heard that many times. You know, me too. there are grievous things that are done to people upon mm-hmm. this planet. You know, I remember many years ago, there was a healing service that Mrs. Prophet was leading, and it was in our big church, and there were hundreds of people there. And people could come forward for healing. And they would come forth and tell Mrs. Prophet what the nature of their problem was, and she would make prayers and calls for them. And this one dear soul young lady came up and told a very painful story of how she had been violated mm. as a child. And she was crying, and, and the pain of this, you could see, was so evident. She was seeking and I, I mean I was in the audience and I can remember how everyone's heart was actually, you know, so burdened by this and Mrs. Prophet gave this most beautiful teaching not only in terms of resolving the experience and healing of the pain of it, but in talking about the soul that even though the body may have been violated, the soul was not violated and the purity of her soul before God was as great as it ever would be and nothing could ever harm mm. that. Mm. This whole painful experience could not take away the purity and, and beauty and innocence of her soul. And, you know, we do have to work at this, and we do have to give these things to God and realize that if people have committed these grievous things, and obviously the fallen angels and other ones, even light bearers will do these things sometimes, God will deal with them, and we have a judicial system if that's necessary. But we can't let these things be on us forever, and yet God understands they aren't resolved instantly, but we do have to work them and know that the forgiveness can bring healing to you. And I also want to add one more thing here. If you have done something in this life you're aware of that you regret deeply, that you know is wrong, that has harmed other people, you can ask God as well as other people for forgiveness for that, and then you have to accept forgiveness. Know you right the wrong as best you can Mm -hmm. to whatever happens, but, you know, sometimes accepting forgiveness ourselves or forgiving ourselves is harder than forgiving others.
2: Yeah. 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 And Amen. so
0: it's actually prideful not to forgive yourself. If you've done everything you can to correct the matter and you've asked God for forgiveness, we move on and ask God for the opportunity to balance whatever karma there is remaining for it. But again, we don't have to be burdened forever on, on this, these issues if we don't want to be. Well, it uh-huh. kind of raises
2: the question, is everything forgivable? You know, or are there some things that are simply beyond forgiveness?
0: Well, Again, you know, as I think in the Bible it says a sin against the Holy Spirit is, is is unforgivable. Well, it's unforgivable as long as you continue to sin against the sure. Holy Spirit. But when you stop and and have remorse and ask for it, you can be forgiven. I don't think there's anything we've done on this planet and any of our bottoms that can't be forgiven. But forgiven means we have the opportunity to balance the karma and get right with God. So if there are some very serious things that will take a lot of work to balance that karma. Yeah. But we can be forgiven if we have a contrite heart, we bring ourselves to God, God will meet us where we are. And God will give us the opportunity to balance that karma, mm-hmm. whether it's small or great.
2: So even the fallen angels can be forgiven.
0: If they come before God and bend the knee, they can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. They still have their karma. They still have to balance it. But I love the story of the, 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 the uh, person that wasn't going to um, turn back to God because of all the karma they made. And Mrs. Prophet said, you can overcome. And he said, well, why should I go through all that? And she said, for the joy of overcoming. <laughs> So, I, oh, wow. everyone can return if they choose and will take accountability, yeah we spoke uh before about being karmically bound to those we cannot forgive.
3: Would you say that for our health well being and ultimately our our ascension yeah. we' we've, we've got to balance this karma of unforgiveness any way we can well
0: uh- I don't know if any way we can, but but certainly do the right, the right thing way. God of the right, the right way, yeah, <laughs> the, right way. <laughs> the right way. I mean, and, work at it in any way we can to, to it. do it so the right far. way. And mm. let me give an example of group karma, for instance. If if a person is was a, in an embodiment was a slaveholder, you know, had slaves, mm-hmm. and and especially if they mistreated the slaves, you know, as unfortunately that happened very often. Well, when they re-embodied, chances are they're going to come back, if not as a slave than as a person in a very persecuted point of view, and many of the people that have been most passionate in the civil rights movement—I'm I'm not thinking of anybody in particular—but I mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. in general are there because they have a karma of righting the wrong of the mistreatment of um, uh, of those individuals that, when they were slave masters, for instance, right. Edgar Casey said that the all the the Jews, many of the Jews that were killed in World War II were the reembodiment of people that have persecuted the Jewish people the past 2000 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now that doesn't make it right and it yeah. doesn't take away the pain and the loss, but you can see where karma will return not only an in individual but at a group level. Mm. Yeah. And so we have to work at resolving this issue it's just like the differences between nations, religions and everything else because it perp- it goes on forever, you know, yeah. if it, if it's not changed. And well, ultimately, it will lead to our own demise. Well, y- you if we don't you made resolve that, it,
2: sure. And you made that point too. That some of these go back a yeah. long,
0: long ways, far further. I mean, we think of the situation in the Middle East now. Mm-hmm. This is not a new situation for these groups of souls. This goes back thousands and thousands and yeah, thousands of yeah, years. Yeah, back. yeah.
3: So, uh, with a with a history of unforgiveness, uh, are probably doomed to repeat this history <laughs> until they determine to. Uh, I mean, just. Kind of like what you're talking about. Well, exactly. And again,
0: you know, we we can't allow ourselves to be so overwhelmed by this because, you know, if we wanted to, we could be. But if we begin with ourselves, and it's the same old story, you Mm. can't change the world, but you can certainly change yourself, um, it, it can start to turn things around. Plus, not only when you invoke your, the violet flame for yourself, but literally you can invoke the violet flame go, to go into situations upon this planet of division. So you can actually help to transmute the karma of that situation that, again, in many cases will allow the light bearers that are tied up in this to suddenly see the light and to do the right thing. Because they're free to this burden of misqualified mm-hmm. energy and this group karma that's everything on them. So we have our work cut out for us. And the violet flame works for us. And it works for the world. And you can use the same decrees and the same prayers to do both things. And this is the miracle so of just, these teachings.
3: So as you're reading the newspaper or watching the news, you can just make a, a quick little violet flame call for some condition. To that, transmute that, any division. That you're instance, not even involved you know, in. I
0: mean, between the, the Muslims and the Hindus, or, or yeah. whatever these records are, or the, the, the Arabs and the Jews, or whatever these things are around the world. Send forth the violet flame to transmute the cause and core of this. And hopefully... Healing can begin.
2: Yeah, Healing can begin. And hopefully get resolved. Well, that's all the time we have this week. I want to thank Sidney Bennett, as always, for his wonderful contributions and insights. Thank you, Sid.
3: Thank you, Sid. And we want to thank all of you for tuning in. We always hope that you find some value in what we share with you from the ascended masters, at least we do (laughs) because these teachings are here for your liberation and your souls may they bring you joy, inspiration
2: empowerment and harmony Oh, yes indeed, because though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of of this world. world thanks everyone for listening
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.